Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I am actually recording this on Friday, August 31st, just a few hours after last week's episode. But it's being released on the day of the Free the Dream conference. So I wanted to get an episode pre recorded to make sure that while I was in Franklin, Tennessee, serving those who had decided to attend the conference live, I still wanted you guys out there to be able to, on time, have a valuable piece of content here from the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And today's title of this week's episode is going to be called The End of My WordPress Woes. Now, (laughs) I got to tell you, That comes later in the episode. In the intro of my podcast, it says, do you want to learn from somebody who's trained tens of thousands of people around the world? And then you hear a bunch of people's voices from all around the world. And one of those people that you hear is Dan from Dunedin, New Zealand. Today, we're actually going to feature Dan from New Zealand. And there are so many takeaways in this episode, one of which is how I completely came to the end of any and all WordPress woes. Never again will I lose sleep over any issues related to WordPress. You're going to learn about that in the later half of this episode. But here are some things that I want you to listen for. How are relationships formed? One of the things people ask me, say, Cliff, how did you get to the place where you've developed such close personal relationships with people who were your mentors, people you looked up to, people like Dan Miller, Michael Hyatt, and and so many other key relationships in your life? How did those relationships come about? And a lot of the strategies and pattern of just being a person that is naturally attractive to other people the way that you invest in helping others, not looking for anything in return, but just serving others, sacrificing yourself to help other people succeed. You're going to hear how Dan Faulkner and I developed the relationship that we have today, which is beyond what I would call a relationship. And you'll hear me use the language friendship, genuine, heartfelt friendship with my friend Dan Faulkner in Dunedin. Actually, he's no longer in Dunedin. He sold his home and they've moved to a different city, but in on the South Island of New Zealand. So you're going to learn a great deal about how relationships are formed. You're going to hear in a, a perfect example of my number one philosophy for marketing your business. And that is simply for you yourself to be someone or do something worth talking about. You're going to hear how our relationship continued beyond our face-to-face interaction in New Zealand and how he interviewed me on his podcast, then decided to spin off a version of a piece of software that he wrote that benefited me greatly. 
then how he made the decision to join my Next Level Mastermind, which eventually led to some very significant changes in his life, which freed him up to make all sorts of decisions like just at the drop of a hat, dropping everything, buying a ticket to the United States for the very first time and spending a day and a half here for the Next Level Workshop and what results came from that. And of course, um, picking me up as a client for his WordPress hosting services and my experience. And now him being the main feature of this week's episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. So like I said, very many takeaways. It's a little bit of a lengthier episode. It's over an hour, as you can see. But I promise you, what you are about ready to hear will be worth it. And without any further ado, here's my conversation with my friend, Dan Faulkner. Dan is probably, actually, he's among my first three New Zealander friends, Kiwis, in, in the world. I, I was always so jealous of Father Roderick Von Hogan, who would go to New Zealand, and he's doing the Hobbiton tour and all these other th- crazy things years ago. And I'm like, yeah, I can't see myself ever getting to New Zealand. I just, I, <laughs> that would be nice, though, boy. And it just reminds me of just how much in the past I used to have a very difficult time dreaming of things, which is crazy because today my my mission and my passion is, in life is to help people free their dream. And back in 2011, I set some goals for myself to become a paid public speaker. And specifically, I also not only wanted to get paid to do public speaking, but I wanted to see the words keynote speaker next to my name. And that And I started dreaming about that. But I never knew back in 2011 that my dream to be a paid keynote speaker would lead me to a 10-day all-expenses-paid trip to New Zealand by my friend Paul Spain, who lives in Auckland, New Zealand, who invited me to come and do the opening keynote for the Asia-Pacific Podcast Conference. It was during that trip that I was approached by this guy named Dan on Facebook. I'd never heard of him before. But we were obviously friends on Facebook, and he said, hey, I happen to be on the South Island of New Zealand, and if you're going to be over here and you make a trip down to the South Island, I would love to chauffeur you around and show you, show you some sights. And, and <laughs> just to give you an idea, I didn't know there was a North Island and a South Island. I just thought it was New Zealand. <laughs> And I'm like, well, um, and, and so as a result of that, Dan, I did some research and I found out that, hey, uh, there are two islands and it, does, it just so happens that I'm not on the South Island. I'm going to be on the North Island in, in Auckland, it appears. And I, I had to look all the stuff up on Google Maps and there was no itinerary for me to go down to the South Island. But I went to the North Island and everybody on the North Island of New Zealand said, how long are you here for? And I said, 10 days. They said, well, you're definitely, what, when are you going to the South Island? It was just assumed, right? And I'm like, what is up? What, what is down at the South Island that I can't see on the North Island? And, and everybody talked to me and they said, okay, you got to do it. So I, I planned on doing it. So last minute, do you remember this, Dan? Last minute, I'm like, hey, Dan, do you remember that offer? Uh, it just so happens I might be coming down and and t- tell folks what did we do? How do you remember? How, tell the story from that point from your side. Yeah, so I actually I actually do remember you reaching out to me at first, and I had completely forgotten about the offer that I'd made. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I'd also just put my resignation in at work because I was moving to a new job. So I had to call up my boss and go, hey, can I take some time off? (laughs) (laughs) So after that, I quickly jumped into action because you had no flights or accommodation or anything. So I quickly did some research and sent you this big, long email with, right, here's what you're going to (laughs) do. And got you to book your flights and your accommodation and Anyone that knows Queenstown, which is one of the places we went, it's very hard to get accommodation. So that was, I think Cliff got one of the last three or four hotel rooms in the whole city. I don't want you to gloss over this. I want you guys to know that, Dan, how, how, how long did you spend researching all the stuff you put in that email? Because I, I don't want you, I know you won't boast about it yourself, but I want to boast about it for you because I, this this goes to show why you and I are friends in a way, just the the amount of service that you did. So how long did you spend researching all of the various different flights, not only knowing the fact that I wanted to come and meet you in Dunedin, and I wanted to go see someplace like Milford Sound, although Milford Sound, we learned, was maybe out of the picture based upon the time frame, but you did a lot of research. How much time did you spend researching all the different stuff that you sent me in that email? Yeah, I probably spent a good hour to two hours doing all the research for you, and especially, especially finding that accommodation in Queenstown. <laughs> it's a bit of a mission. But yeah, it's uh, it's something I do, you know, planning trips and things like that, because I, I, I did it for my trip to come and visit you in April for the Next Level Workshop as well. Yeah, so so you sent me this email, and I basically just did everything you out. It's like, here's the link to this flight, Air New Zealand, boom, I'm in it. I booked my hotel in Dunedin that night. Uh, I booked my one of three rooms left in Queenstown, which, by the way, by the time I got there, had actually completely filled out. Uh, so the the rooms that they had reserved, which I had reserved the room, I had confirmation. It actually they they actually sold all of those, so they overbooked. So they actually put me into the highest, most expensive suite that would have been five times what I paid. I had my entire apartment like overlooking the mountains, right there on that lake in Queenstown, like the iconic spot. It was incredible. So wow. Okay, so I I go to New Zealand. And you had just decided to put in your, you had just put in your resignation, you're on your last few days, and you asked for some time off, and they gave it to you. And I flew in, I remember you said, Cliff, you're going to fly in, but I won't be able to get to leave work until whatever time. So I just flew into Dunedin. And I walk around all day. This was back when I was in my walking phase. I'd walk anywhere and everywhere for hours and upon hours. And you said, hey, just keep walking and and I'll follow you on Google Maps and and I'll track your location and I'll find you. And so... So that you got off work and and you said, hey, hey, send me your location. And I and I sent you my location via iMessage and then you tracked me down via Google Google Maps. And and here comes Dan. And then what did we do? Do you can you explain like from your memory, what did what was our trip like? Because I, I think you might actually have a clearer picture of the things we did that day. Yeah. So first we went for lunch um, and I discovered Cliff's eating habits, which are Quite picky. <laughs> yes. I remember that was, my, that was my first impression of you was that. <laughs> yep. Then we went for a, a walk up Baldwin Street, which is the, the steepest residential street that you can get. And that was, was fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you guys ever go to Dunedin, you have to go up. What's it called? Baldwin Street? Baldwin Street. Yeah. Baldwin Street. You need to go there. It is incredible. The view from the top is amazing. And I can't imagine how people actually drive their car up and down to their house. It, it's insane. 
was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying walking down it. So I, I can't imagine driving down it. Anyway, so we did that. What and then what would we do? And then we, we drove around to the the peninsula and we went on a boat trip to see some albatross. Yep. And we did see albatross, which was nice. Which those are hmm. the I think they're the largest flying birds that are in existence today, I believe. Know. <laughs> something something like that anyway like so that. so we did that and then uh we had dinner i think we did um we went and had dinner at uh spate's ale house yeah um yeah and then and then i checked into my hotel that night i was exhausted i i and everything yep. but we started early the next morning and we took a road trip and how many hours to hold on i know i'm gonna say it wrong tianal Pretty close. <laughs> uh, I can never say it. Right. I I have the T-shirt. I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. You did. <laughs> but it, okay, t- hold on. H- tell me again. T a na. T a now. T a now. Now. So yeah. it's like it's tea. Like I I love to drink my tea, and then it's like you, when you drink tea, it's ah, and it's like okay, now it's time to do work. Is that how I remember it? Yeah. T a. There you go. So we. Okay, I'll edit all of that out. So we drove to Ta now. <laughs> yep. So how, that's, how long uh, was that drive? About three and a half, four hours. So I, I want you guys to imagine this: two guys who have never met each other before, and we just spent three and a half hour, three and a half to four hours driving to this idyllic place, and we're trying to invent things to come up to talk about. Yeah. Now, I. The, the interesting thing is, is I'm an introvert. So when I don't know somebody, it's hard for me to, well, okay, it's true. That used to be true. I'm very good at small talk conversation. I learned the secret to small talk conversation a long time ago, or, uh, since then. But back then I was just really bad with small talk. So there was a lot of silence in the car. And and you, am I right in that you didn't know a whole lot about me prior to this trip? I didn't. I'd been kind of... Vaguely listening to your podcasts, but it was only since the trip that I went right back to the beginning and listened to everything. So there was not that much that I knew about you because I'd, I'd kind of made the offer and then like, forgotten about everything. <laughs> at that time, I was you know, leaving my job and all sorts of other things. So I wasn't listening to many podcasts. So <laughs> And I think you were getting ready to get married at the time. Um, yeah, we got married the, the next year. Yeah. So anyway, so here we are, two strangers, uh, and Dan's chauffeuring me around, uh, picks me up, and we go four hours to Tianao. And t- by the way, Tianao is an absolutely gorgeous, stunning place, and I can't wait to take my wife there. She, I keep telling her, I said, we're going to build a castle on the South Island of M- New Zealand one day, and she's like, no, we're not. And I'm like, well, you just wait until we go there. When we're at Tianao, and you are going to be like blown away. And and by the way, I, just, I have not been to Milford Sound. Will my mind even be further blown if I go to Milford Sound? Yeah, it's the the same kind of mountains and water that we saw when we took that selfie on the on the beachfront, but more. Sweet, I can't wait. All right, so we we go all the way to Tianao, and I get the T-shirt, and it was an incredible time. And then, how long was the drive to Queenstown? I'm actually popping this into Google Maps as we're talking because I can't remember. <laughs> uh, so it, it's another couple of hours because uh, we have to drive back out because it's so hilly and mountainy. You actually have to drive well back out into the into the island and then around to Queenstown. Yeah. 
So several more hours, and then we get into Queenstown, we drop off my stuff at the hotel, and then we have dinner, and then you've got other things going on in your life, so you have to drive back. So how many hours was it to drive back from Queenstown to Dunedin? Yeah, so that's uh, that's a longer drive again. Um, so that's, yeah, about four hours back. So eight, nine, ten. So you were in basically... To be able to pull this trip off for somebody you hardly even know <laughs> that you made this offer, and I'm like, hey, I would like to do this, this, and this, and you go out of your way to make all of this that happen, and you take your car and drive me, and you do all this driving for 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, folks, that made an impression on me. And I, I want to say something about my marketing philosophy in this world. I, I have a lot of things that I attribute the success that I have today as far as building my brand and building key relationships with people. My number one marketing philosophy that I've learned that is the most impactful, the one that actually will have the, the longest reach, the furthest reach and the longest impact, the, the deepest impact in the world. And it's, and it's this, it's be someone or do something worth talking about. And Dan basically demonstrated by reaching out in the first place, and then after being kind of blown off, you know, and, and then at the last minute, this guy comes and says, hey, remember that offer, is it still open? But by doing all the things, the investment that you made, and somebody that you weren't, I mean, it, you weren't even a Cliff Ravenscraft fan. It's like, it, it's like you were a fan of like more like Father Roderick Von Hogan and Greg and Jennifer Willits. I mean, you were a lifelong loyal right, fan yeah. of those people. And it's probably just through my relationship with them that you were just somewhat aware, aware of who I am. And yet you did all of this for me. And that communicated to me Without words, it communicated to me that this is someone worth talking about. But then, not only that, you did things worth talking about. And that's why, I mean, we're, we're not here to talk about our, our, how our relationship got started in New Zealand. We're here to talk about some other things, and we'll get to that. But this is as vitally as important as anything else that I will share in this episode. If nobody else gets anything out of this other than the relationship building 101 about just reaching out, offering to serve people, and then if people take you up on it, first of all, if people blow you off, don't just assume that you'll never have an opportunity again. And it, you know, and the thing is, is and I'm I'm not saying, hey, this is I'm I'm looking for people to make offers to serve me. That's not the key here. The key is 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 just what has happened as a result since then. For, so, for example, we'll, we'll, we'll take this. So, you and I became, we became friends that day. You can't spend, what, at least eight hours, six to eight hours in a car and, and, mm -hmm. and a day and a half together. You can't spend that much time with someone and not walk away friends as a result of that. Well, you can. You either walk away as friends or you walk away as, that's somebody I want to avoid for the rest of my life. <laughs> And, and at least on my side, you were not somebody I wanted to avoid. Uh, I, 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 and I assume since uh, you and I are talking right now, it was the same for you. Yeah, absolutely. So it, we didn't immediately start following up with each other 
consistently. I, I think you started listening to my podcast more frequently and stuff like that. And I think you and I had had some quote unquote exchanges, maybe some social media, uh, Facebook posts back and forth. I maybe saw some comments more, you know, more frequent comments from you as a community member and an email exchange every now and then, right? Yeah. What was the next big step? What was was it the next level mastermind? That was the next big step in our in, in our relationship, or was there something before that that I'm missing? Um, you came on one of my podcasts. Oh yeah, so you reached out to me and invited. Uh, that, okay, thank you. Yes. So you reached out to me and you said, uh, "Well, explain your podcast. What was that podcast and what was the format of it?" My podcast was I'd bring guests on and I had a random question generator which would pull out questions of various levels of deepness, from what's your favorite color to what's the meaning of life kind of questions. Um, and we'd just go back and forth kind of interviewing each other really with these random questions. So seriously, random questions. I mean, like, uh, and you had five different levels, right? As far as mm-hmm. there, you have surface level, level, like what's your favorite color, you know, and, and at, uh, at what age was your first kiss? You know, that kind of surface level stuff. But then it got down to real deep, like what's your deepest, darkest fear? <laughs> And and there were, so there were five different levels and how the format went is Dan would say, okay, what level of a question would you like me to ask you? And, and I would tell you, okay, let's go really deep. And you would ask me a really deep question. I have no idea what the question is. You have no idea what the question is, but it's certainly a pretty, it's a personal question. And the, the thing is, is, is I, you know, I would answer that question. And that was the, that was the interview. And I loved that format. And Stephanie and I were doing family from the heart. And we had been doing Family from the Heart for about a decade at this point. And I'm like, man, I love this format. I don't know that I would use it as a format for our show all the time for Family from the Heart, but I would love to have access to these random questions and Stephanie could implement this. And you said, hey, I think I could build that for you. So hmm. I didn't realize this. Well, I knew this. I mean, I knew that you did the you did IT work. Actually, talk about that. The, the, the job that you had... You had resigned from when I met you and the job that you moved over to, the new position that you had. What kind of work were you doing at that point as far as your day job? Yeah, so when we when you came on that podcast, I was working for an IT managed service provider. So basically, we're the IT team for a wide range of businesses. And so when, they have no IT internally, and we go in and do it for them. And when you say you do their IT, like what what does that – I mean – what, what, just one of your random businesses, pick a business that was a customer. What kind of things did you do for them? Yep. So I'll use uh, an accountant as an example. We would do all their desktop support. So if someone couldn't print, they call us. Uh, we looked after all their servers. So make sure there's enough space for all their files and you know, manage their internet connections. So anything IT related, um, we would do for them basically. Excellent. And then at this time, we didn't really talk about this, but this is setting the stage. I don't want you to go too deep into it, but you actually had some side business, some side gigs you were doing at night outside of your day job. What what were you doing there? So it was mostly looking after web servers for people. So for big companies, right? Yes. Yep. So most of them were you know, upwards of 1 million people visiting their website every month. And you were, you were solely responsible, you know, maybe even at three o'clock in the morning to get a phone call and they say, Hey, uh, the site's not loading and you're, you jump out of bed and go straight into action. Well, first of all, you put your superhero cape on and, 
And then, and then you go and you fix it, right? You're that guy. Yes, I was that guy. Right. But, but I mean, and that happened few and far between because really what you did for those companies was make sure that everything's managed in such a way that that kind of scenario doesn't happen. That you're really, your main purpose for those clients was to prevent their sites from ever going down and losing income as a result. Exactly. Awesome. We'll come back to that. And that was just a side gig that you had been doing on the side for one or two clients, I believe. All right. So anyway, so back to the story here, uh, the random question generator and you, and, and Dan's like, you know, I'm also a web developer and I had no idea that you could develop apps. And I'm like, and you, and you just offer, it's like, I could, let me just, let me spin a version of this off just for you. And, and maybe I'll, I'll create it as a service if other people might be interested in, I think some people reached out to you. I don't know if it ever turned anything mm-hmm. as a viable product, but how did that go? Yeah. So a couple of people did reach out to me. Unfortunately, their, uh, their use cases weren't quite, didn't quite fit. And there would have been a lot of work to make it fit. Uh, but I did spin the one up for you and you guys used it quite successfully for, quite a few episodes. Yeah, I, th- I think we used it over the course of about three to five months randomly, not every single time, mm. not certainly not for full episodes, but it certainly gave us a ton of content. And I think some of, you know, answering, you know, actually even some of the surface level questions, they were kind of fun conversations. So uh, it, it definitely added some value to us. So that was, that was yet another thing that you, you invited me onto as a guest on your podcast. And then I, I was impressed by this random questions uh, because by the way, I was able to log in on the other side and I was able to to see what you were doing and and I'm like, I like that. And you and you spun a version off just for me and and I was incredibly thankful for that. And again, just a, a, just another thing that put a notch into, man, this guy is cool. I like him. Uh, just, I, just I'm just more and more impressed with Dan every time I interact with him. So okay, so there was that. You and I met, I think it was right around February 2016. So this was okay. right at that time. I was still the podcast answer man, but I was desperately desiring to leave that brand behind and start pursuing a different path. And you and I, it, I had already started just slightly hinting at this, or actually maybe even a little bit more than hinting in the podcast itself. But do you recall, was our con- did, did our conversations during our two days together, did we talk a little bit more about my vision of the future? I don't think we really did. Um, the contributing factor to that was I didn't really know your backstory. And I think the, one of the conversations we've had as time's gone on is I didn't realize how much value I could have gained from those two days if I'd known. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, it. It, that is that is hilarious, but you know the thing is, uh, it is what it is. But anyway, I was actually having this this change in my focus in my brand, and I wanted to work. I wanted to completely walk away from answering any and all questions related to the technical sides of podcasting, and I want to really help people do what I think has been the greatest thing that I did in all those years as the podcast answer man, which was basically helping people discover rediscover their ability to dream about what a future could look like if they could do whatever they wanted to do in this world in this world more specifically if they could ask themselves you know am i doing what i feel like i was put on this earth to do am i really living out my greatest calling in life and that's what i wanted to help people and then i wanted to help people discover what's holding them back from that and helping them break free from it so um I, I still hadn't made that jump, but I was in the process, and you had been listening to me throughout this whole journey, 
And then eventually I finally, uh, September of last year, 2017, I made that jump and I created the Next Level Mastermind. Is that the, is that the next big interaction that you and I had? It is, yeah. All right, so tell me, how, how long had you heard about the Next Level Mastermind before deciding to apply for it? It had been a while. Um, yeah, I kept going, oh, I really want to do that, but I need to get, get my business to a point first. And then I remember being in the supermarket and you saying, right, I'm going to start aggressively marketing this and there will be no spots left. So I was like, right, I have to sign up. <laughs> so that's what got you. The fact that I said, listen, th- th- this thing's going to be full. I'm not launching any more than the two groups. And if you want in, you got to, you better get in. And so that, so. Yeah, it's good to know that scarcity, and it wasn't false scarcity because, you know, the, the, the AM group, which is the one you initially joined, it did at one point fill completely up. There's currently two spots available in that. So if anybody's interested, nextlevelmastermind.info. But anyway, you, you decided to join and you had the day job and you had the night gig. D- d- give us a little explanation of where you were. What was your goal of, ju- of joining the Next Level Mastermind? Because, of course, uh, one of the requirements is that if you do have a day job, it's not a problem. If you have a day job, it must be your goal to leave your day job within 12 to 18 months. And so that you certainly fit into that. But wh- what was your mindset right there at that point? Where were you in that journey? I guess the the big kind of draw card was you going, well, you get all this access to me and, you know, there's all these extras that aren't in the marketing, but you get. And that was like, right, I, I'd quite like that. So I did that, but it was also the, yeah, I could probably leave my job in 12 to 18 months, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, basically by having that requirement in there, when you say, yeah, I, I think I could do this, if you hadn't actually applied and that wasn't a requirement, do you think that you might not have actually put the pressure on yourself to put a deadline on when you would leave the day job? I'd say that that's pretty certain, yeah. Okay. I love that because I because I, I love it because I know where this story is going, uh, <laughs> and it's awesome. So so you you sign up for the next level mastermind. You and I have a conversation. You have your first hot seat, and and you tell people what your goal is. What was your goal at that time? What, like where were you as far as the number of side gigs that you had and how much income there compared to how much you were making in the day job. You don't have to express publicly what your numbers are, but just like even percentage wise or whatever. Yeah. So when I joined the the mastermind, I was probably making about 60% of my income from the side gig, which was great. Uh, But my concern at that time was that I only had two big customers uh, that that was the topic of my first hot seat was, uh, it's a bit of a risk. But as I learned, having one employer was also a risk. Um, so that kind of cemented my journey down towards potentially going full-time in the business. Yeah. And, and, and so, I, and I remember that first hot seat and some of the questions were like, well, first of all, and by the way, you were saying like 60% of all of your income at that moment was from the side business that you were doing. So that means that 60% of your total income was what you're doing in your free time. And 40% of your income was all of the hours you spend at the day job. That's right. The question became, well, first of all, how did you get those two clients that you have? What is the track record? How long have you been working with for them? Which if I'm not mistaken, I think it's been over two years for both of them, right? That's right. So a pretty long track record, which means that these people are super satisfied with you. 
and what you're doing. And the question is, how did you find them? Do you think that you could use this process to find new clients? And you seemed fairly confident that you could. And so the question became, well, if you didn't have the day job and you had 40 hours freed up every single week to try to find a third and a fourth client, it just seems that if two clients can generate 60% of your income, one more client could probably replace the other 40%. And, mm. and the thing is, you're not going to stop there, right? No, of course not. <laughs> so l- let me ask you this. What, what kind of shifted in your mindset in that f- those first initial calls that you had? The, the first hot seat wasn't as impactful as the next one. The first one definitely got me starting to look for new clients and it definitely put the kind of the seeds in my mind of maybe I could actually leave my day job and do this. Let me ask you this. How long ago was that first hot seat? The one where you started looking for new clients aggressively? So I think that was December of 2017. So basically we're talking eight months ago. And how many clients do you have now? So I have nine clients now. Nine clients. When you had two before, and now you have Mm -hmm. nine. You joined the morning session of the Next Level Mastermind, which met from 9.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. What time was that for you? Depending on daylight savings, somewhere between one and three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So between one o'clock and three o'clock in the morning. And, and is that start time? It's start time. Yeah. So, uh, f- and back then when you started, it was three o'clock in the morning. I remember specifically. Yeah. So you would actually either wait up or set an alarm to get up and you would come to your meeting every week at three o'clock in the morning. Now, guys, I want you to understand that Dan made the commitment to be a part of this Next Level Mastermind to show up every week at three o'clock in the morning when he has a day job and a side gig, and he did this 90-minute call every single week. All right, so I just, just, again, this is somebody worth talking about, and you did something worth talking about, and I love all of this. Okay, so you said that the first hot seat was pretty impactful. It opened your eyes to some new opportunities, but nothing like the second hot seat. And by the way, I have the recording of that second hot seat still on file here, and I'm sure you have a copy of it as well. Um, I, I want, I want to hear you explain, maybe I don't, (laughs) I want to hear, (laughs) I want to hear you explain from your perspective, what your second hot seat in the next level mastermind was like. Oh man, it was, it was for for three o'clock in the morning as well. (laughs) Oh man, you, you and uh, one of the other members of the group pretty much just teamed up, tag teamed up on me and started hitting me with all these questions because you could see that I was, I, I'm presuming you could see that I was kind of teetering on the edge and I needed a, needed a bit of a shove to, to make me make the decision. So Teetering just, on the edge of what? Of leaving the day job and going full time in the business. Now, I want people to hear this. Prior to applying to the Next Level Mastermind, there wasn't even an end date in sight for the day job. It was a distant mm. dream of the future, maybe. But and, and you heard Dan say that when he applied, he considered, yeah, I guess I could probably set a goal to leave the day job within 12 to 18 months from now. But what you just heard is that five weeks into the next level mastermind, he's already teetering on the edge of leaving the J job. Something that was way beyond a year and a half down the road 
Now, five weeks later, he's teetering on the edge of making the decision of leaping into full-time self-employment. And you're right. Ron Gibson and myself, we definitely saw you teetering right there. (laughs) And we pushed you off the edge. But here's the thing. We never told you to do anything, did we? No, it was all questions. I want people to know this. In the hot seats, especially me personally, I never tell anyone what to do. All I do is I ask them questions and I get them to dig deep in their heart and ask themselves, because I know they already know deep inside what they're supposed to do. And so that's what we did. What what kind of questions did you get? Do you remember? The one that I really remember is the kind of the mindset shift from, because my big thing was, it's such a risk. What if I lose one of my customers? And your your thing is that if you're, employed by someone else you're you have one client and that's your employer and that's the big thing that you can tell it's in my brain now <laughs> yeah yeah that big thing that you got across to me. now i re- i remember one question i had is, is like how much money are you making per hour for the two clients that you have and again we don't need to express your numbers publicly in front of the audience i not everybody is comfortable as i am talking about those kinds of things but it was a significant number is that fair to say yeah, it was over $100 an hour. Okay, over $100 an hour. But the 40 hours a week that you work in the day job was significantly less than that? Yeah, I was saying 30% of that. So about 30% of the of the side business. And I remember specifically, it's like, so, so Dan, I just have to ask you, how do you feel about the fact that during your side gig, which is significantly less time, but you're but with the less time that you spend and you enjoy doing the work and it brings you more life you're making at least $100 an hour and, and it's a bit more than that but you're making a significant but you're willing to tr- you're willing to keep uh, you know for a fact you could get more clients and get more at that rate or higher right we talked about the fact that you could actually be making a significant more on the side gig than you currently are which you believed was possible right yes okay and then the question was, well, wait a second, but you don't want to leave the security of making 30% of that guaranteed? <laughs> you, wanted the, you wanted the security of 30% of your potential so that you could hang on to something. And, and, and I, I just remembered asking you, is that what you really want? And, and uh, I, there were so many more questions. And I think at the end of the I think the only suggestion I think I made was uh, you were married at this time to, to Becky. And, and I said, you know, I, I'm going to post the recording of this. And, and I would recommend that maybe you and Becky sit down and listen, listen to your hot seat together. So you guys did that, right? No, we actually didn't. You didn't? Oh, <laughs> no. I thought you did. <laughs> I, at the end, I didn't. It, in the end, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I said to her, I've had this hot seat. This is what happened. Do you want to listen to the recording? And she's like, no, just do it. Just do it. She, yes, do I it. love it. So so yeah. five weeks later, you made the decision to do what? To, to leave my day job. It five was, weeks into the Next Level yeah. Mastermind, you made a decision to do something that five weeks earlier wasn't even, there was no even... There was, I mean, it it was well beyond eighteen months into the future that you it would have was. left. But five weeks later, later you made the decision. Now, when when did you leave the day job? How long ago was that? My last day was the twentieth of April. 
Oh, okay. So you you put, that's right because I remember you wanted to give them plenty of time to find ways to replace what you were doing there, which is awesome. So so the twentieth of April is when your last day was. And tell me, you, you've got nine major clients. Are you making a little bit more money than you were previously? Just just, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Um, so I think you guys understand that, that he's, he's, he's being very conservative when he says just a little bit more. Do you have more security? Do you feel like you have more security in your finances now than you did previously? I do. Um, yeah, to, to expand on the, just a little, I've hit my, my target, which was more than I was making in the day job. And then I've added 50% on top of that. Sweet. And do you have any scarcity mindset that says this isn't going to continue at this point? Or, or are you hopeful and, and see a bright future where it's only going to go up and get better from here? Yeah, at this point, it's going up. And yeah, yeah going I, up. <laughs> I lo- and go- it's going up and, and going up. Going up. I love it. All right. So here's where I want to transit. So by the way, this wasn't meant to be an ad for the Next Level Mastermind, but I knew that I had to share where the relationship that Dan and I have, the, the kind of person that he is. And, and you know, again, I, I wanted you guys to hear the story of what he did for me, a guy he just barely knew at the time. And then how our relationship built, by the way, because it's building your business is all about relationships. And I want you to understand how... Um, how Dan got into a very close personal friendship with me, not just a relationship. Um, this was way, even before the Next Level Mastermind, I would have told you Dan Faulkner is a great friend of mine. And I would have already done things to promote him, to help him and all these other things, right? So, um, so you had been, you left the day job and one of the things that you had already started doing for some people outside of your main focus in your business was which was this very high end IT keeping people's servers running for multi million uh, multi million visitor sites but another thing you you had already started was wordpress hosting and support tell tell a little bit about when that started and how that started yeah so wordpress is notorious for being insecure and slow and all these other things. And if you're in the IT industry, you either love it or you hate it. <laughs> um, and but the thing is, it's so ubiquitous. Everyone uses it. Cliff uses it. All, pretty much all the members of the Next Level Mastermind are using it for their sites. And people like Cliff just don't want to know about it. And well, I learned that by how long it took me to actually talk to Cliff about his WordPress sites. <laughs> Yep. You actually launched a service where you host people's WordPress websites. You use all of your expertise. I mean, people are paying you big money to keep their word. Well, some of those people are using WordPress. Some of those big companies. Yes. Some of them are, do some of them use anything other than WordPress? Yeah. Yep. So it's about, about 50-50. All right. So 50% of your big, huge customers that, that are paying you lots of money to, you know, and, and they have millions of people per month hitting their sites. Those are WordPress sites that you are managing. And you also have some other ones. So you have experience in making sure that WordPress is optimized, it's secure, it's backed up. It's, you, I mean, people are like, you're the backbone for these be- people who have these massive WordPress white sites. It's like, well, why can't I do this for the small business owner and the entrepreneur and, and create a service that allows people to have something a little bit more than what, let's just say what Cliff Ravenscraft has been doing for the past decade. So- mm. I want to I want to just 
like sit here for just a moment and tell my story of WordPress. So I I was actually WordPress 1.0 user back in the day when there was no one-click install. I actually had to learn how to to actually create a PHP database. It was probably PHP 2 or 3 at the time. I can't remember. Uh, I had to go in and create a MySQL database, and I had to upload files via FTP and, and edit things. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just followed step-by-step instructions that my friend gave me. I'm just that kind of guy. I am the kind of guy that doesn't mind going in and digging deep and do things. But at the pl- the thing is, back in the day when I started my business, I had lots of free time, but I didn't have lots of margin financially. So I did I wasn't able to hire somebody who could manage all that stuff for me, or at least I didn't think I could. And then because I could do it myself, I just did it myself. And I've always been that do-it-yourself kind of guy. The only thing is, is that over the years, I've, I eventually moved over to a GoDaddy hosting, shared hosting server. And man, I can't remember, I can't begin to tell you the number of times when my site was down and I would just like lose sleep over it. And I'm trying to figure it out if there's malware and I have to go in and clean out all the stuff that, that people had done because I didn't have backups. I didn't even know how to do a backup or anything like that. It took hours and hours, sometimes days to fix some of that stuff. And, you know, calling web support at GoDaddy was no fun. I eventually decided that it must be GoDaddy's this year. It's got to be GoDaddy. So I switched over to Bluehost and Bluehost worked for a while until it didn't. And what happened was I was, you know, on their shared hosting plan. It's like, you know, $5.99 a month or whatever. And I would be putting a link to my website in Facebook or Twitter, and next thing you know, I send 25, 30 people at once to the site, and it shuts down. I'm like, what the heck? I mean, how is this possible? Error establishing database, whatever, and it's just like, this is insane, and I would call web support, spend, you know, hours, and, you know, just dealing with it, and and finally, after a while, I was like, okay, I'm convinced that the problem is, is that I'm on shared hosting. Now, real quickly, I want, Dan, for you to explain what shared hosting is and why it's a problem for people out there who are paying $5.99. Not for somebody who's starting out who has almost no traffic and no financial reliance on their website, but for anybody who is actually building a business and wants to have a reliable site where people 24 hours a day, seven days a week can land on a sales page and give you hundreds of dollars for your product or service. What, What is shared hosting and why is it a big problem for those people? Yeah, so shared hosting kind of in the name is shared. So you have a server which hosts websites and then these hosts who are charging, you know, three to five dollars a month will put a hundred or a thousand accounts with, you know, maybe five or ten websites in an account on one server. So you end up with servers with, you know, tens of thousands of websites on them. Yeah. So it's not just me sending traffic to my site, but the other thousands of people who are sending thousands of people to their websites. And if any, and it's, it's like, I might actually not be promoting anything. I might just be going in and it's like, Hey, let me add a new blog post and my, my site's down. And why is that? It's because somebody else who has an account on my thing just sent 150 people to their website. And it, that just exceeded all of the CPU and bandwidth that, that that is allotted to that computer, right? That's right. 
So um, I decided, okay, so my problem is obviously shared hosting. I've outgrown shared hosting. And I, I didn't know what I, I mean, I knew the, enough to, to get all that stuff working. And if something was wrong, I knew how to go and research the problem that I have, find other people who had the problem and, and who explained how they fixed it. And then I researched that fix. And I, I could spend eight to 10 hours and figure all that stuff out. I'm that kind of guy. So I was using something called cPanel. I still don't even know what cPanel is. It's some kind of overlay that allows me to do stuff. And I heard about a company called Servant Hosting who had virtual private servers. Tell me real quickly, what is a virtual private server? Yeah, so it's the next step up from shared hosting. So instead of 100 people on a server, you might have 50, but the the software that's running the virtual private servers makes sure that everyone gets kind of an equal allocation of the resources of the, the big server that they're on. So you're kind of guaranteed a bit of performance with... Right. So even if somebody, if somebody else out there sends 2,000 people to their website, at, one, at some point, their website will go down and have an error established in a database connection. But I'm still guaranteed my portion of that CPU's ability and the storage and the memory. So my site theoretically is going to remain running as long as I'm not hitting it with a thousand people and all the other accounts on my server hit sending a thousand people. Is that correct? Mm, That's correct. Cool. All right. So I switched over to servant hosting. And quite frankly, I was super pleased. My site had never loaded faster. It's awesome. And the coolest thing is, is that I was on Bluehost, which had cPanel. They had cPanel for an extra fee. And they said, hey, since you have cPanel, just give us your username and login to to Bluehost and we'll migrate everything over for you. I went out to lunch one afternoon. I came back and two hours later, they said, you're now on our server. And I'm like, cool. How do I log in? Nothing changed. It, you, everything you did for Bluehost, that's how you do it on us. Nothing has changed. And I'm like, seriously? And I'm, it, there, do I have to do any? Nothing has changed. It's like, this is awesome. All right. And so I had great telephone support at the time. Well, over time, their telephone support started to degrade and you had to do support tickets and support tickets started to get less and less responsive. Not as far as responsive on time getting back to you, but what they used to things that they used to do for me they're now telling me oh this is your issue and this is what you need to do and i'm like well how do i do that and i'd have to go back and forth and what used to be something it's like oh cliff we'll do that for you now it takes me about four or five responses back and forth with support to figure out what it is i need to do how to do it and then i have to go do it and here's the here's some things that i don't understand i know how to go into wordpress and and by the way still have no backups of my site. Uh, I at one point I installed Backup Buddy, which is a is, is a pretty popular plugin out there and it and I created an Amazon S3 account to back up all of my site to Backup Buddy and supposedly I had all these backups and if anything happened I could get those back I could get that backup and use our Backup Buddy restore tool and restore my site. And I, that probably worked for about nine to 10 months. And eventually I started getting errors that this was, there was some kind of error in backup buddy. So quite frankly, I went probably about four or five years without any backups on my website. Uh, By the way, a company that's making a minimum of a quarter million dollars a year, and I have no backups on my website. How insane is this, right? 
And I don't even know at, at this point, I've so far exceeded what I don't know that I need to know in, in WordPress. So I've been talking about this in my podcast. I even have an episode with Mark Mason where we talked about, am I going to hire somebody else out there to do the redesign of my site? Or am I going to do my own with a different theme and, and try to manage it all myself? I, I just can't decide. And, and Dan joins the Next Level Mastermind in one of his hot seats. He says, "Listen, I think I'm going to create this service. I'm going to take. I'm already. I'm already doing WordPress hosting and management of WordPress sites for small entrepreneurs and small businesses. And I think I want to take this to the next level. And that was one of your hot seats. And I'm like, this sounds interesting. And all of a sudden, other people are like, Well, Dan, let me hire you. And you're approaching me, Cliff. Let me do your site. And I'm like, But, but Dan, you don't understand. I don't have time to mess with this. And then eventually." what happens is you decide to come to the next level workshop. So let's talk about that for a second. What what on earth made you decide to come to the next level workshop? It was a bit of a combination of things. You very kindly offered a bit of a discount for next level mastermind members to get them to come. So that helped. And Greg and Jennifer decided to come to it. And that was like, right. <laughs> I've met Cliff before. So that's, that's not a yeah, big deal. It'd be great, great to see him in person, but it's not as big of a draw as Greg and Jennifer, who I've been listening to for years. So, and that's Greg and Jennifer yeah. Willits. You can find them Adventures yes. in Imperfect Living on iTunes or in your favorite favorite podcast directories. I'm a huge fan of Greg and Jennifer Willits as well, and I've been listening to them since 2005. And again, you and I hanging out on the South Island of New Zealand, it, it, I, you wouldn't have even known who I was if it wasn't for Father Roderick and Greg and Jennifer Willits. It's Greg and. Yeah. I, we already stated earlier, you weren't a Cliff Ravenscraft fan, but boy, you were a huge fan of Greg and Jennifer Willits. And so I think it's hilarious that that the the real draw to come to the Next Level Workshop to make a trip from New Zealand to Northern Kentucky, the real draw for you was Greg and Jennifer Willits was coming for the Next Level Workshop here live in person. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, people were saying to me, you went to the US for the first time and you went to Hebron. <laughs> Hebron, Kentucky? Yep. Yeah. So what? let me ask you this. How was your experience with the Next Level Workshop and also the relationships that you built here? What value did you get out of that time? Um, yeah. So I got to meet Greg and Jennifer and we had big conversations because I had started to take over their WordPress hosting. So that that in-person meeting kind of solidified the the friendship and the business relationship as well. And Ron Gibson, who we mentioned before, has also decided to take me on to look after his business's services. So you actually picked up some new clients here. Uh, you took a relationship of somebody that you are a huge fan of, and it became a face-to-face relationship, solidified even further business relationship with somebody who you've been a, like a fan of for more than a decade. Just mm. so many things coming out of that. And also, you said, okay, hey, Cliff, I'm here for an extra day. The workshop's over. How about on Sunday, we talk about your website? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crud. I'm so exhausted after a day and a half of teaching. I mean, literally, because tell people, how much do I teach at the Next Level Workshop? Yeah, the the entire day and a half, it's Cliff talking. And it's it's great. It's not a... It's not a Cliff's talking, uh, we should shut up. It's a Cliff's talking and we're learning so much. But we start on yeah. Friday, we start at what, 7 o'clock in the morning and we go mm-hmm. all the way until 9.30 in the evening. Now, some of that's lunch and dinner, but still. And then the next day is 7 o'clock in the morning until about 1.30 in the afternoon. 
And it's like nonstop. And so then on Sunday, it's like, hey, yeah, let's talk about your WordPress website. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my WordPress website. And I'm thinking there's no way Dan's going to understand all of the things because here's the, well, first of all, I, I want to see if you can just off the top of your head, what kind of things did I have going on? Can you, can you tell people what I had on my plate when it came to WordPress websites? Yeah, you had so many sites. You had the old Plus membership site, the GSPN site, cliffravenscraft.com. Ravenscraft.org, ravenscraft.org slash old blog. Yeah. Balance Living yeah. Weekly, The Biggest Loser Podcast, and virtual. by the way, all of those. And Virtual Assistant, yeah. And Virtual Assistant, all of those different WordPress installs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and lilyinsurance.com, my mom, and dad, my, my mom and dad's old website for the business. So I had so many things, and it was all kind of hodgepodge together, and things were inside of folders and other folders. But I also had, I also had lots of actual content in folders that was non-WordPress related, custom PHP scripts and, and stuff like that. I had all of this different stuff, and I was like, there's no way, I, I mean... I know what it all is, but how can I communicate that all to Dan? And so here we are Sunday, and and I'm just laying it out for you. And I'm like telling you this and this and this, and I'm waiting for you to like write down tons of notes. And and Dan's, let me tell you guys, Dan's sitting there in front of me, and, and he typed up a couple things, and I think he just typed up URLs, but he's making no notes, like no notes. And I'm like, do you want to write this down? No, nah, I got it. <laughs> no, I, I got it. I understand. And I'm like, but here, and, and here's the thing. It's like, but Dan, you don't understand. One of the things that I want to do is I want to take podcast answer man and I want it to become the cliff Ravenscraft show.com. But I also want to make sure that if somebody types in the cliff Ravenscraft show.com, it actually points to that. The main URL points to my Kajabi landing page, but I want to make sure that anything else still pulls up under WordPress. And I want to do this. I want to, I mean, it was insane. The number of things like there was like 18 different instructions that had to happen exactly this way. And he's making no notes. I can't. It's like, he goes, yeah, I can do that. And I said, and I said, how long would all that take? And what did you say? What did you tell me? I think it ended up taking about five hours. I think that's what I said at the time as well. Yeah, I think it's, I'd probably get that done in an afternoon, but about, about five hours. All he's, and he says, all I need you to do is send me your login to servant and your login to each of your WordPress installs. That's all I need. And I'm like, that's all you need? And I said, well, wait until I have some time to send this all to you. And I was kind of freaked out about it and stuff. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm paying no, $135 per month for servant hosting, and I'm doing everything on my own. But Dan, you got to see what it was in there. Number one, not a single backup of my site anywhere. How out of date was my WordPress versions and plugins? Yeah, some of them were better than others. <laughs> <laughs> the podcastanswerman.com site was probably better than others, which was still probably, mm. I was probably a point release version of WordPress behind where it should have been. And I was probably three or four plugins behind on updating. But here's the thing, like if you go into uh, ravenscraft.org or ravenscraft.org slash old blog, two different WordPress installs, by the way, my guess is that they were like three or four full versions of WordPress behind and every plugin out of date, which I, I, tell me, I, t- correct me if I'm wrong, but those are quote unquote the weakest link. And those were the ones that were most vulnerable to any and all zero day attacks. 
And had they got attacked, it would have actually brought down everything on my server. Is that correct? That's right. Because they're on the same account, they have access to all the files for cliffravenscraft.com or podcastanswerman.com as well. So if you had one of the old ones that you cared less about got compromised, it would have been all of them gone. All of them gone. And zero backups. That was where I was taking care of all of this myself. But I was paying $135 per month to, for the hosting. And as long as my website's loading, that's that was my main concern. And here I had, every single month, I had a reminder, update all WordPress sites. And, and I would like, okay, I'll, I'll do it next month. <laughs> and it's just like, come on, seriously? It's, it's just like, ain't nobody got time for this. I asked you, how much would it be? So you had some managed options and you actually, you have some managed options. So tell people what, what you offered to me and, and, and which is available to everyone. So, so first of all, how much is hosting? So hosting is sixty four ninety five a month and that includes 40 gigs of space, uh, which is heaps. Yeah. Um, I think you're using about 12. Yeah. So I, I um, and I have a lot and I'm nowhere... Oh, yes. Uh, and nowhere near what people need to worry about uh, going over. So, so how much is it? Sixty-five a month? About yeah, and it's good for about a hundred thousand hits a month, which is pretty much anyone. Um, yeah. If you're doing more than that, then well, in theory, you'll be able to afford to pay more for that. But an average WordPress site maybe gets ten to twenty thousand hits a month. Yeah. So sixty-five dollars a month is a little bit less than one thirty-five. But what am am I on? Am I uh, on shared hosting if I move over to your sixty five dollars a month? Uh, so you have a you have a virtual private server which is dedicated to you. So just your site. So if you so I, so sites. wait a second. You said a virtual private server is where it's usually a server that has multiple accounts on it. But everybody. Is, so is there anybody else that's on my account? Like are on, on my server? Not on your bit of the server. Okay, so it so there is there you, but this is your server. This is a server you manage, right? And you determine how many accounts go on a individual server. Is that correct? Yeah. So there's the there's yeah a much smaller number than say servant who probably pick more than you would like. Exactly. <laughs> so, so the thing is, is I'm competing for l- less resources. So if I, if I send 100,000 people in one month to my site and, and let's just say there's five or six other accounts and they're sending 100, you, you, you actually have it and you're managing, you are actually seeing the stats on these servers and you're like, okay, I think we're fine. And, and you're probably hmm. at a place where it's like, if you see like, wow, I, I see somebody's really taxing this thing. We need to, well, first of all, we need to bump them up because they're going over their 100,000. Uh, and, and you know what? We need, to, we need to pull them off of this server and, and move them over to another one. And we're going to, whenever we put it on, over on this account, you're going to only put a handful of other sites on that account. And you're managing all of that and ahead of time, right? This is something that I don't have to be aware of. These are things you're aware of. Yep, I have monitoring on everything so I can see how busy your server is and everything like that. So if you need to be bumped up, I'm going to be sending you an email going, hey, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> upgrade. <laughs> okay, so the, co- the cool thing is I don't have to worry about all of that. So I go from $135 per month down to 65 a month and I got a better server than I had previously. Now, the thing is, is 
I had lots of stuff going on. You had five hours of work to do. And then do you remember just off the top of your head how much you charged me just for that one-time fee of all those five hours that you spent doing the work? Yeah, I think it, I think it came to about $600. Okay, so I, I paid you well, 600 bucks to, to do all of the work. Now, let me. I want people to hear this. That's not the average cost that somebody who's switching over from Bluehost or another company is going to have to pay you. It's not going to be that because I had a lot going on. Is that right? Mm, that's right. Yeah, you're, you're definitely in a, an extreme case. I was an extreme case. So on average, what would you say? Because you've done some other migrations for people. On, on average, what's the one-time cost of you doing all of the work to, to move just an average podcaster, small business owner over to your service? It's usually less than $200. Okay, so so $200 one-time charge, $65 a month. Now, the thing is, is at $65 a month, are they still doing their own updates and, and all that other stuff as far as like updating WordPress and plugins and things like that? Yeah, so it's it's still just hosting. It's, okay. But it's it, hosting but, that I look after for you for WordPress specifically, but it's it's just hosting. It's just hosting, but it's it's a virtual private server hosting which is better than the $135 virtual private server that I had previously at $65 a month. So it's not your $4.99 hosting per month, but that's because those are shared hosting. This is $65 a month for an awesome virtual private server. So the thing is, though, is you had options for ongoing maintenance. There's an automatic option. So for people like me who say, yeah, I'm going to go in once a month and update all of my plugins, and I'm going to update to the latest version of WordPress, but I really never do. You have two different services. Tell us what those two different services are and what do they cost? Yeah, so there's the the $8 amount standard which is automated updates. So I have a piece of software that automatically updates plugins and themes in WordPress for you. So if all you were doing was logging in, clicking update, and then going away again, that's the service for you because it makes sure it's updated. Um, and it monitors your site 24-7. So if it goes down, I get an alert. If you're only on the standard plan, I'm not going to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to deal with it. But <laughs> <laughs> when I... When I do get up in the morning, I will deal with it straight away and uh, sort it out. There you go. So for eight bucks a month, you don't have to worry about your plugins, your themes, and your WordPress actual software being up to date. And if your site goes down, chances are Dan's going to know about it before you are. But at eight bucks a month, he's not getting up at three o'clock in the morning to deal with it. All right. But you have another plan. What's the other plan? I do. So the other plan is $75 a month, and it's the advanced plan, which is the one that you're using for Cliff Ravenscraft show. That includes managed updates. So I or a member of my team will actually log in and do your updates and then check your site to make sure that it's working. So if there's a bad update or something changes and it breaks something, we're going to know about it immediately and fix it immediately. And does it also include backups as well? Yes. So the other things included are backups. So um, once a day, your site gets backed up to a server in another country. So you could lose a whole country and still have your WordPress site. You probably have bigger worries, but that's beside the point. Yep. Um, 24-7 monitoring again and response. So this is where I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning if your site. So get this. If my WordPress website goes down, cliffravenscraftshow.com, which is my which used to be podcastanswerman.com, if that goes down at 3 o'clock in the morning, New Zealand time, Dan's out of bed or a member of his team is – and, and they're on it. 
I don't have to worry about it. I'm still going to be able to sell tickets to Free the Dream Conference. And I want people to hear this. That's 75 bucks a month, and it's 65 for the hosting. I'm not great at math, but I do have my calculator. That's that's $140 per month, people. That's $5 a month more than what I was paying before. And I have the fastest site response time I've ever had in my life. There have been some things like, oh my gosh, I wonder if I could do this. And I shoot an email to Dan. It's like, yep, not a problem. Just did that for you. And it's like, this is insane. This is, and it's like support is not, and it's like, hey, Dan, I wonder, would it be possible for me to do this, 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 then this? And I submit that over to you. And then it's like, it's not even like, yeah, I can do that. Or yeah, it's possible. It's like, yeah, I just went ahead and did that for you. <laughs> Done. Got it. It's incredible. And, and so I am excited. And this is something, and now you've been, you've had this service for how long now? Probably four or five months now. So this, and, and, I can tell you right now, I have been on Dan's service. It is incredible. Uh, my fellow Mastermind members, I know Ron Gibson is on it. I think Jake Lang has moved over to you. Greg and Jennifer Willits are working with you. I, just so many people that I know. And here's what I can tell you. Some of the people have some pretty big sites, uh, some pretty significant reliability that is important to them, number one. And I, I will tell you that it me, nobody gets promoted on my show unless I'm 100% certain that they're, they're going to absolutely crush anybody else when it comes to service, support, and just reliability. And that's why I wanted to invite Dan on here to let you guys know that I highly recommend that you stop messing with WordPress and let Dan do it all. Seriously, especially for anybody who is building a business. I had no business at all managing my own WordPress website. I had no business at all being on shared hosting for years when I have a business generating income. I think shared, by the way, I still think if you're just starting around, if you're just playing around as a hobby, you're creating a blog, you're creating a podcast, you're just having fun, this isn't business for you. Bluehost is the way to go, my friends. There's no reason you should be paying 65 bucks a month for your your hosting of your blog and, and your podcast for just playing around. But when you're serious and you're generating in an income, people are going to go to your website to sign up for your paid products and services. Those days of shared hosting are gone. It's time to get serious. You need a virtual private server. And I will tell you right now, I waited way too long to make this decision. And I can tell you... Over the past several years, I've had a lot of uh, not conscious but unconscious, subconscious anxiety about what I've not been doing with my WordPress website as far as backing it up and all these other things. And even when I felt like, oh man, I'm so glad I took some time and logged into all eight or nine WordPress websites and updated them all to the latest version of WordPress, updated all the plugins and and all of that stuff, which maybe happened like, like when it comes to all of my web properties, eh, about once every 18 months. <laughs> but when I did that and felt great about it, you know what I also didn't know is that the back end, I, I, like Dan, what is the current version of PHP that runs on the back end? Yeah, so I've got you writing on PHP 7.2. So that's that's the that's where you should be today. What was what was the version of PHP that I was running just a couple months ago? Yeah, I think I think the servant server was sitting on about 5.4, 5.5. Now, is there any kind of issues that could have come up as a result of me uh, running on that old of a version of PHP? 
Um, probably should have been running on 5.6, which is the current kind of version of that old one. But PHP 7 has a huge amount of performance increases, which is the you know, the biggest benefit that you would have seen from doing that upgrade. So basically, by being on PHP version 5 point something, I was actually running much slower. My my page times were lower, slower than they were, uh, would have been or could have been if I had known how to upgrade. I, I, thing is, I know how to go in and, and update WordPress to the latest version and all that other stuff and, and all those other things. I have no clue how to upgrade to PHP. Um, n- not a not a clue. I could probably figure it out, spend two or three days and do it, but I'd probably break a couple things and have a bunch of curse words come out of my mouth as a result, which is why I never did it. But the thing is, is my Google rankings were dropping like crazy as a result of how slow my site had become. become. And I did, I, I thought, even when I did my best and I felt like I, on a scale of one to 10, I would pat myself on the back and I'm like, I'm a total 10 when it comes to managing my WordPress. I still didn't even know that I, I that my, my PHP version was not even up to the latest version of that five, you know, 5.6 or whatever, but that there, that I could even be on PHP seven point something and see all these performance upgrades. And, and not only did I not know it, I didn't even know how to do it if I did know it. And the thing is, I don't have to worry about this. So, so with my $140 a month total package, if all of a sudden there's a PHP 8.0, is that something that you're going to take care of? I don't need to worry about that or even think about it, right? That's right. And that's actually included with the, uh, the $64.95 as part of the, part of the hosting, not even part of the, the advanced management. So, so that's not even the $75 you know, advanced management. The, just your basic VPS hosting only you update your own WordPress up uh, in, you know plugins and everything you do your own backup 65 bucks a month your hosting of the VPS includes upgrading you to 7.2 or 8 whatever or 9 down the road servant hosting never did that for me I'm just saying my gosh I, I can tell you this I have never slept so soundly when it comes to not worrying about my website anymore. I never get emails. I used to get emails, Cliff, I tried to go and do this on your website and I get this error and they show me a screen capture of where my site's down again and or at least it was when they were trying and I'm like, well, it's running now. I don't know what was happening and and I send an email off to, you know, servant hosting and I get a thing back later. Well, we maybe you need to do this and I'm like, well, how do I do that? Well, you need to do this this and how do I do that? Well, here's a support ticket over. Oh, whatever. I don't I have number 1, I haven't had a I haven't had a downtime yet. And number 2, anything I've ever wanted, it's like I just shoot it off to to Dan or a member of his team and it's like, yeah, we did that for you. Done. I love it. All right, so Dan has his hosting at 65 bucks a month. If you want, you can pay the $8 a month on top of that and and get the automated up to date, you know, updates. I recommend the full blown the full package. Get the $65 hosting pay the $75 for the advanced management. You got update or you got all the updates. If your site goes down, he's going to be notified before somebody in your community reaches out and emails you and tells you that it's down. They're going to be on top of it and they're backing everything up for you. You can sleep soundly and it's only $5 a month more than what I was paying with servant. And I was still doing all the stuff on my own and not even knowing how much I was screwing everything up. So Dan, 
wow, I am so incredibly blessed, number one, to call you my friend, and I'm also incredibly blessed to have you completely eliminate any and all anxiety, stress, fear, or worry related to my website. I'm, I'm happy to happy to help and take that stress away for you. And yeah, for me, not so stressful because I, I know it inside out. So yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah. the other thing. I, it's like, I remember it's like, I told you guys, he took no notes. <laughs> but but I sent him an email and and of course I I rewrote everything in my notes. It's like okay Dan here's Dan, all Dan says just give me your your username and login to all your WordPress sites and your username and login to Servant. That's all I need. But I I took the time to write out everything and he probably just ignored all that because and he just did all those things because I mean it's like what seemed so complicated to me. It's like oh yeah I totally understand why you would want to do that Cliff. And yeah, that's simple. And, and it's, it's just like, a, it, in your mind, that was a no-brainer. And it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like saying, Cliff, but here's the deal. I want to be able to hook up my mixer so that I can hear the people on Skype from my computer in my headphones, and they can hear me from my microphone and that going into the mixer. But I can't figure out how on earth I'm going to be able to do that without uh, the person on Skype actually having their audio come from the computer back out to them. And it's like, that's, that seems impossible. And I'm like, oh, that's just a mix minus. It's like, mm. and for me, I, I know that off the top of my head. It's like, that, that, it's like, well, do you want me to, I get on a call with somebody. It's like, well, do you want me to send you a diagram of how I have everything? No, I don't need any of that. All I need you to do is this. Tell me, where is this cable plugged in? Okay, what the knob, this knob, where's it turned to? 12 o'clock, okay, turn it down all the way to the left. Boom, there, done. That was it. It was that simple. Uh, and yeah. it's like, ah, I love that you do this. By the way, um, I do want to let people know, I, I do have an affiliate relationship with Dan. He is offering this to anybody who's a small business owner, entrepreneur, anybody who has a WordPress website and understands the value of having something more than shared hosting and understands the value of not having to worry about backups, not having to worry about updates, not having to worry about malware. Not ha- Basically, Anyone who has a WordPress website and simply doesn't want to worry about anything. And you can get that for the $65 for the, it's $64.95 for the hosting and $75 for the advanced. And you can get all of that if you go to mindsetanswerman.com slash WordPress. MindsetAnswerMan.com slash WordPress is my affiliate link. And if you sign up with him and sign up for his package, yes, I will get an ongoing commission just so you know that. But uh, let me just tell you, I would not be recommending Dan just because I get a commission. I recommend Dan because he's eliminated all of my worry and stress related to websites. And he's offering a service that is well beyond anything I've ever experienced before in all of the places I've researched online. And all of my friends are moving over to Dan, and I suggest that you do so as well. It is MindsetAnswerMan.com slash WordPress. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, for allowing me to tell our story of our relationship, our friendship, your journey of having somewhat of a dream of maybe eventually leaving a day job and how becoming a member of the Next Level Mastermind made that possible, you know, within five weeks, at least in your mind, and put it in progress to where now you're actually a free human being 
living life on your terms, making way more than you ever dreamed possible before joining the Next Level Mastermind. And then thank you for for everything, uh, uh, telling the story about how you got into the business of managing people's websites and and how you're actually, for a fraction of the cost, able to do this for small business owners, what you pay, get paid tons of money to do for major, major, massive websites out there. We're just, we're all blessed to have you as a, as a resource. <laughs> Thank you, Cliff. Well, there you go, my friends. That was my conversation with Dan. And I, I, we're already so long in this episode. I'm not going to speak for too much longer. I just want to say this. Stop worrying about WordPress. If you are generating income in your business and it has anything to do, if anybody ever touches a WordPress website, seriously, follow my advice, follow my example, head over to mindsetanswerman.com slash WordPress, sign up for his $65 a month hosting plan, and I highly encourage you to go ahead and add on the additional advanced managed hosting that we talked about. I'm more than happy to pay though, I think it's a total of $140 a month every single month. It's only $5 a month more than what I was paying with servant hosting. And I gotta tell you, (laughs) the number of nightmares, anxiety ridden days and weeks and months and all the other stuff, it's all gone and it's totally worth it. MindsetAnswerMan.com slash WordPress. Until next week, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.